0: You cannot cage me, Summoner. Hello and welcome to uh, another episode of League Lore and More. Today, as we mentioned last week, we are uh, talking about Nidalee, a shapeshifting champion who uh, was acquainted and friends with Nico. Nidalee is um, one of the OGs uh, released back in 2009, um, she is a assassin mage character, as in she uses you know ab- ability power. Uh, she's a jungler, almost never gonna see her played anywhere else. Um, she's a popular ARAM champion. Um, due to some of her abilities, um, but she's almost always in the jungle. Um, and so her thing is that she is a human slash cougar hybrid. Uh, so she shapeshifts from a a cougar form into a human form, uh, and has abilities for each form. So she has, so her ultimate is changing, uh, like the ability or changing the form uh, similar to like a Jace or, um, an Elise who we've talked about, um, as a human, her Q is a, uh, javelin toss so she carries around a spear and she'll throw it at you and um it increases in damage based on the distance that it travels and can go really far and if it hits you like at max range it's going to do a lot of damage and her w she lays down a trap and um if you step on it it like buffs uh the uh things that Nidalee can do when in like, combat with you and it like it, it gives vision to you and her E is a heal um Nidalee will heal herself and give herself a attack speed or, or an ally she doesn't have to just heal herself um and then her ult uh, as i said is um the transformation, uh, and her abilities in cougar form. Um, I should say that like when you hit monsters or enemy champions with, uh, your Q or your W, uh, they get marked. And then when you're in cougar form, your W, which is a leap will go massively farther to a marked target. So, you hit them with a Q, you switch into Cougar form, and you like pounce on them from far away. And then her Q and her E are both just like damage abilities um, of some kind. One is kind of like an AoE, uh, and then her Q is more single target. But yeah, that's. Um, Nidalee's very old, um, very old champion. Um, she's had like a visual rework, but she's. M- largely remain the same since that release. Um she's got a bunch of bunch of skins and uh yeah, one of those few um trans- transformative champions. Uh but yeah, I think there's eight or so that have um not that they can transform into other characters or other... are there? creatures but they have more than uh, just the traditional four abilities um but yeah without further ado we will get into her story and biography uh i hope you all learn something and uh yeah i hope you enjoy it Let me show you the way. Nidalee the Bestial Huntress Far, far from the harsh deserts of the Great Saïe, over savanna plains and mountain steppes, lie the great jungles on the border of Ixtal and Shirima. Swathed in mystery, they are home to wild fantastical beasts and dense forests blooming with life. But while there is overwhelming beauty to be found there, danger and death lurk nearby in equal measure. No one knows how Nidalee, in the form of a cub, came to be alone in the heart of the jungle, but it was her cries echoing through the trees that captured the attention of the jungle's fiercest cats, the paca. A mother, roaming with her cubs, approached Nidalee. Perhaps it was her scent or a mother's intuition that led the great cat to accept this strange kit without hesitation, half leading, half dragging her back to the den. Nidalee was raised in the company of the Paca, who treated her as one of their own, a creature of the jungle. She grew up playing alongside the other cubs, learning to hunt with tooth and claw and to stalk the jungles for her prey. She grew into her role as a member of the pack and as a capable huntress. Even so, at times, Nidalee began to lose control of her own body. Without warning, her paws would change to strange hairless hands and feet, her sharp fangs to blunted teeth. Occasionally, she would stumble from the den, delirious with fever, her body caught in a state of half-transformation as she followed the hazy silhouettes of two strange figures. They whispered after her, their voices jumbled but sweet. They brought Nidalee a sense of comfort and warmth, even though her feline family had taught her to be wary of outsiders, and with good cause. It was at the height of the summer rains when she first encountered the Kailash, these Vestayan hunters ranged into the forests every season in search of prestigious kills and trophies to show their prowess. Nidalee's mother tried to chase them away, but fell, wounded by their blades and spears. But Before the Kailash could finish the aging wildcat, Nidalee lunged from the undergrowth, howling with grief and rage. As she tore into them with razor-sharp claws and fangs, they rounded on her with even stronger weapons. But something had changed. She felt the spirit of another heritage, long forgotten, rise up within her. Transforming from Paca to something resembling a human, she grabbed a hunter's lunging weapons like with cat-like reflexes and nimble fingers and turned it upon her enemies. The Kailash growled and hissed at this sight, and to her surprise, N- Nidalee found she understood some of their speech. They cursed her, invoking the name of their Vesteshit, Astayashirai ancestors, as they retreated from the fight empty-handed. Hurling the spear aside, Nidalee held her dying mother close. Her siblings approached, wary of her new form, but comforted by her familiar scent. With the passing of their mother, they came to accept this shape-changer as their new leader. From that day forth, she vowed to defend her adopted home against any who would seek to plunder it. Over time, she learned to better control her powers, eventually shifting between both forms with ease. She also became more adept with her new form, learning to take advantage of her surroundings while building traps and weapons unknown to the paka. Crafting healing salves from honey fruit and utilizing seeds and flowers to protect and illuminate her territory. And in the back of her mind, she wondered whether she was the only one of the paka who could change their shape. Perhaps it was a yearning to find others of her kind that led her to the chameleon-like wanderer Nico, and the two became inseparable for a time. Nidalee delighted in mentoring her inquisitive new companion, and they reveled in exploring the jungle's numerous wonders together before Nico eventually departed to follow her own destiny beyond Shirima's shores. Even now, the dense forest remains the last truly untamed wilderness in the known world, and some of an enigma even to Nidalee. Still, in rare quiet moments, the huntress finds herself dwelling on her own origins, and her encounter with the Kailash, and whether she will learn the truth behind any of it. I'll show these house cats real claws. Nidalee's story is called Human Blood by Megan Bow. A loud crack, the stench of grease, smoke, and powder. These sounds and smells did not belong to the forest. The huntress bounded towards the sound, spear at the ready. She followed the acrid scent through the maze of trunks and thick underbrush. Before long, she came upon a familiar place, a small clearing by an embankment. This was a quiet place, teeming with life, split by a shallow stream of fast-running water. The fish were so plentiful, even a cub could catch them with clumsy paws. The calm air was rent by the howls of something, or someone, in great pain. Nidalee chose a spot behind a thick tree at the stream's edge, careful to conceal her spear behind its trunk. Just across the river knelt a Vestayan male with reptilian features. He clutched at his shoulder, and though he moaned in pain, his eyes were wild with rage. The huntress saw his long tail was caught in a trap. Huge metal teeth had bitten into his scaly flesh. A human holding a long, ugly weapon loomed over the Vestaya. Nidalee stared at the dead, shining wood wrapped around the metal barrel. She had seen these things before. They fired lethal seeds that could easily pierce a target, and these seeds traveled too fast for her eyes to follow. She stepped out from behind the tree, purposefully crunching dead leaves underfoot. The man turned his head in her direction, but kept his weapon aimed at the wounded Vestaya. He could not see her spear. My, my, what have we here? The human looked her up and down, his eyes hungry. Are you lost, love? The huntress knew how to handle his kind. Humans were so often disarmed by her appearance. Their eyes saw only the softness of her features. She remained expressionless, carefully gauging the distance between them and adjusting her grip on the spear. Her eyes rested on the weapon in his hands. He smirked at the wild woman, taking her stillness for fear never seen one of these before. Come have a look, I won't hurt you, the man coaxed. He turned away from his prey to hold out his weapon. As soon as it was pointed away from the Vestaya, Nidalee whirled out from behind the tree. She hurled her spear at the human's torso and dove across the river, enveloping herself in a fierce, feral magic. In a flash, her features shifted, nails hardened into harsh points. "'Skin sprouted flaxen fur, and bones bent into a slender shape. "'The man dodged too slowly. "'The spear cut through the flesh of his upper arm and knocked him onto his back. "'Nidalee landed on top of him in the lithe form of a cougar, "'each sharp claw piercing through his thin clothing. "'She pressed her front paw down on his fresh wound, earning a howl of pain. "'The cougar crouched over the man, opening her jaws wide "'and bringing her sharp teeth against his throat.' The human shrieked as Nilly bit slowly into his neck, just deep enough to draw blood, but not to kill. After a few moments, she released the man's throat and brought her face into his view, burying her bloody teeth at him. Another gust of magic swirled around her, and again she took the form of a woman, her sharp teeth somehow no less menacing. Still crouched over him, she looked down at him through bright, emerald eyes. "'You will leave, or you will die. Understand?' The huntress did not wait for an answer. She tore a piece of fabric from the man's shirt and approached the wounded Vistaya. Within seconds, she disarmed the trap around his tail. The moment he was freed, he lunged for the human. Nidalee grabbed the Vistaya's arm, holding him back. The man who had been frozen in fear saw his chance to flee and hurriedly hurriedly crawled from sight. The reptilian wrested his arm from Nidalee's grip, sputtering and cursing in a language she did not recognize. Then, in a familiar tongue, he demanded, Why did you let it go? Nidalee pointed to where the human had fled, indicating spots of bright red blood. We will follow him. If there are others, he will lead us to them. If they do not leave, they will die together. The Vestaya did not look satisfied, but said nothing. Nidalee knelt by the river and washed the cloth she had torn from the man. You called it human. He spoke with a strange lisp, his mouth was very wide, and his forked tongue flicked out between words. Nidalee wrapped the damp, clean fabric around his shoulder. Yes. You are not human? No, I am like you. There is no Vistaya like you. You are human. Nidalee pulled the fabric tightly around his shoulder, causing him to hiss in pain. She managed to conceal her smile by using her teeth to secure the knot. I am called Nidalee. You? Kolkin. Kolkin, tonight my family hunts. You will join us. The Visaya stretched his arm, testing the bandage. It was tight, but did not hinder his movement. He looked up at the huntress, who stood above him with her arms crossed. Kolkin nodded. Percy sat by the fire, his face flushed a deep red, partly because of the adrenaline, partly because of the beer, but mostly because of the embarrassment. He had told his three companions of the wild woman, and they hadn't stopped laughing. One of them took it upon himself to prance about the fire with his guitar and sing a lewd prayer to the queen of the jungle, while the other two guffawed and danced. Keep it down, you damned idiots, he pleaded, earning an even louder roar of laughter. She might hear us. Tired of the taunting and full of far too much ale, Percy snuck away from his fellow trappers to answer the call of nature. The wound still hurt something fierce, and no amount of drinking could chase away the feeling of her teeth on his throat. As he refastened his belt, he realized the singing and laughing had stopped. The wind itself had stopped blowing. He could hear no rustling leaves or swaying branches. Beyond the dim light of their low fire, their camp was surrounded by total darkness. Far ahead, past the edge of the camp, something glinted in the shadows. Percy rubbed his eyes and squinted, struggling to see anything in the dark. All at once, the undergrowth began to heave and creak. The leaves of every fern and tree shook with movement. Countless pairs of eyes opened before him in the darkness, and a chorus of growls and feline hisses deafened him. Percy recognized the emerald eyes nearest him. There was no trace of humanity left in them now. The eyes blinked and disappeared, and a voice snarled in his ear. You were warned. He did not manage to scream before the sharp teeth closed around his throat, and this time they did not stop when they drew blood. They will fear the wild. So there we have the story of Nidalee. A ferocious uh, being protecting the jungle, her home. And, um, yeah, it's not like uh, she was taken in by... It's not like a Tarzan situation. She was already uh, a beast and somehow transforming into a human. Not just like a human living with... uh, the the cougars and in, in the jungle and and emulating them she is one of them and you know over time just like with every you know superhero or those types of of characters learns to control her her being almost kind of like the incredible hulk he can kind of switch to and fro not at will necessarily uh as nidalee can but he's more uh can switch to the Hulk at will. Uh, It's harder to switch back to Bruce Banner, but Nidalee uh, able to go in and out. It doesn't really speak to whether or not, uh, well, she did have that one moment where she was kind of half transformed or she was kind of in pain, Um, but doesn't really speak to how, if like the transformation itself is, is painful Uh, It doesn't seem to be that way uh, with how easily she's then able to transform. Um, Yeah, just a a champion that when you're good on her, uh, if you watch some pros like um, Canyon, uh, one of the junglers from Korea, uh, is probably one of the best Nidalee players, Um, you can just completely take over a game, uh, especially in the early stages, as the game progresses, you will get less and less relevant to the game. Um, It's much harder for you to um, kind of enforce your will upon the game when you are um, somebody whose kit and damage is very early game centric. Uh, like Nidalee's, is um, her spear will still do damage in the later stages of the game, but it's much easier for people to play around your uh, strengths than it opposed to like the early game. Um, it involves a lot of like invading the other jungler in their jungle, because your early game skirmishing is going to be much stronger than just about everybody's due to your, you know, six combat abilities. Um, but she's also very squishy at times. Um, so that is kind of the thing going against her as the game goes on is that she's just going to get kind of one tapped by, a, a mage or an assassin that has, you know, two or three items. Uh, but yeah, so still a, a popular pick, not something you, get, you see get played much at kind of like the lower levels in solo queue as it's very hard to, uh, play effectively when you aren't in communication with the rest of your team Um, but yeah that's Nidalee next week we'll just keep plugging along with the next champion and um, yeah thank you all for listening and see you all next week Your spear, your ends the same.